Happy New Year and welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. Today's episode, we are going to be discussing on how to truly have a happy new year, not just on the celebration day of December 31st and January 1st, but how to have a truly happy new year throughout the year of 2023. So thank you, Dad. Well, it's great. Uh, You know what? It's wonderful because New Year's is on uh, is on Sunday, December or January first is on Sunday this year. Oh, it is, and it's just like Christmas. So was. you'll be able to start your new year in a local church. I love it. Make sure you go to a local church tomorrow. Get up and say, "I'm going to church." Now that means you can't get drunk on Saturday night. <laughs> Preferably not get drunk either way. Okay, so. <laughs> You have to you have to be able to get up and go to church on on New Year's Day. I hope that you'll go and, and start off with your family. Then take your family out to lunch that afternoon. Yeah, make it fun. Yeah. Not oh, we have to go to church on New Year's Day. Yeah, and husbands, listen. Don't make your wife cook on New oh, Year's yeah, Day. What you do is you say, I'm going to take you out. Well, I know you're thinking, well, I'm going to go broke. I'm already broke from Christmas. Well, that's one more time to go broke. Just go ahead. Take her out. Have a feast at McDonald's or something. That's right. Uh, like so, so that you're or doing. Or you cook and do the dishes. Don't just cook. That's do right. the dishes. No wife wants to have a big mess in the kitchen to clean up that's afterwards. Right. Now, we're talking about three things that will really make your New Year's great yes and that you you just mentioned the first one yes and that is be in church be in church determine listen god's given you a local church if he hasn't given you a local church there's some place somewhere near you that you can get involved where you're there not just when the doors are open if and now sometimes we have to work some things happen but if the doors are open you should center your life around the local church people ask me all the time why did your kids grow up wanting to serve the lord because we were in church not because we had to but because we wanted to be in church sunday morning sunday night wednesday night if there was a special events there was no question we were going to be in church because our life centered around the church. Our children grew up with Christian friends. Our my wife and I had Christian couples that were our friends. We were t- when we were doing things, we had a Christian influence around us all the time. God established the local church as a support group. Hmm. And so it's so important that we're in church and that our friends and family are centered around the church. And that way, Christ becomes the center of our of of our life. I tell people you can't have Christ as the center of your life unless you have His body as the center of your life, and His body is the local church. Mm. I really I like what you said about wanting to go to church because, especially for a young mom that's in like the trenches of motherhood, sometimes you want to because you want you know it's right, but that's really for me in the last 40 years, the hardest time for my want to, to be there, to go to church is when I have real little ones, ones that are throwing up on themselves and on me, ones oh, that blow out the diapers. I understand that, that totally. The other, just two days ago, I had my grandchild, got them all ready, get them, to, get, them, get, get them ready to go, got them in the car. And why do they wait to get in the car to throw up <laughs> on my newly cleaned out car? <laughs> I just paid one hundred and fifty dollars to, to somebody for somebody to totally detail the inside of my car. 
And then... Not my kid. Then my grandson <laughs> made his mark. So, but that's it. It's that's difficult. But and, that's where you have to give yourself grace and think, it's okay if my kid, if my two-year-old's wearing their zip-up pajamas when they're going to church and being dropped off in nursery. That's all right. It's all right. And here's the deal. Pastor, if you're listening to this, this is why it's important to have a nursery. Because hmm. the mother that I'm looking at right now is just saying, it's hard yeah. if you know you got to go to church and you're going to be sitting with your kids in the nursery anyway, then why should I go to church? Mm-hmm. It's important that you have those places for children to go so mom and dad can actually enjoy the services. So, so, Pastor, my plea is to honor those nursery directors and nursery workers yes. and care for those people that serve. You know, I have heard that um, I forget one of the people that they do all the research and everything of, you know, what people look for in a church. And then the top 10 out of the top 10, number three was nursery. And that was above preaching. Yep. It's Cle- amazing. Clean nurseries. Yep. Clean bathrooms. So if those are important, fellowship. Should, then, then, then they should be thought of as important treated right. as important so treat those nursery workers like they're gold yeah, because, because they, they are. are yeah so but that's it it's it's difficult but i think when we give ourselves grace on thinking okay it's okay if i show up and i'm you know i don't i don't look like i'm sunday morning ready it's okay get there be encouraged to be with the other the others that are there your kids are really the ones who need it your kids need to see that consistency but also to dads, help a mama out. Don't just sit in the car honking the horn and asking, when are you going to be, when are you, when are you done? When are you done? Ask, offer Do you to, mean to tell me that's not what dads are supposed to do? <laughs> but ask how you can help the night before. Ask how not, not right in the moment of, <laughs> okay, how can I help you get ready? Because we are now five minutes late. We're now 10 minutes late. We're going to be walking in when they're praying and doing that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> where, where did those quotes come from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> but, but offer, plan ahead and be those are. But again, give yourself grace. But get there. Make it a priority. Make, those, make that more of a priority than getting your kids to soccer practice. Make it more a priority than anything else that you do because they need it. You need it. And once you, I'm telling you, I'm loving this stage of life. I'm so, we, my children thrive going to church. They desire it. That's all we have. We have a set of seven. I don't even know how old they are. From seven Seven to to 14 14 is what we have. And they all, are we going to church? Can we go to church? When are we going to church? They love it, but it's because it's a pattern that we've done. And I didn't say during the hard times of when my want to wasn't there. We have to go to church tonight. We have to do this. Come on, get ready. Why? Because we have to go to church. Because I didn't do that. Even though there was times that I felt that way. I put my feelings to the back burner and I asked the Holy Spirit to control me. Okay. So so number one, make church at the center of your life. Number two, second thing. Get my devotional called And what Thrive. is your newest devotional book? Thrive in your Christian life. In your Christian life. Get that book. We get it. And start on well, that would be today. <laughs> start 
a devotional pattern. Now, look, I want to explain to you the way our devotional books, our Thrive devotional books are designed. You can read husbands and and if you don't have a if you don't have a husband at home and if you're parenting double parenting here's here's the key we are all limited in our time yeah and we're all limited in our knowledge the thrive devotionals are written in such a way that you can read the entire devotional yourself in the morning in 5 minutes 5 minutes i mean max that's if you're a slow reader like me so you read that and you get something for yourself. Something you say, okay, God, what am I what are you speaking to me about? You get something for yourself. Then in the evening, you can have a quick devotional with your children as they're getting ready for bed. You and you don't have to even read the whole thing. You can say, you can say, let me share with you something that God taught me this morning. Yeah. This is so important for husbands and for fathers because husbands and fathers can get preachy. And the way you avoid being preachy and the way you avoid feeling like, oh, your kids are thinking he's just trying to tell us what to do or or your wife thinking you're just trying to tell her what to do is you tell them, you're sharing with them something you learned that's benefiting your life. You know what? This is gonna help me be a better father and a better husband. I read this this morning. And this is how it affected my that life. So good. If you'll do that, it'll take you less than 10 minutes of your day for you personally. You get something from the word of God and then you share something with your children. Then you can pray for them and you can have a time of prayer. So my second suggestion is number one, make church the center of your life because in doing that, you're making Christ the center of your life. Number two, Read, get a Thrive devotional and and read five minutes in the morning, get something for yourself, and then use that something. Whether you read the same devotional at night or you or you talk that devotional to them at night, you're going to get a benefit from that. We have three different Thrive devotionals. We have Thrive in Your Prayer Life, Thrive in Your Christian Life, and Thrive in Your Family Life. And the one that most recently came out is Thrive in Your Christian Life. And that can be, you can get that at davidtice.com. You can find them on Amazon. They're 90-day devotionals, and they're just one page. It's not this long, extensive, just like you said, you could read it in less than five minutes. But if you're reading, searching for that one truth that you can take with you from the Word of God— and that you can apply to your life that day. It's something that you can meditate on the rest of the day. So starting, you say, number one, get into, get involved in a good church, finding a small group that oh, you really that's get That's number into. three. Oh, that's number three. Oh, number three, thought, is, this, oh, is, number three is the small to, group. Oh, I didn't Number one, number one is, is a local church. <laughs> number two, number two is th- that de- daily devotional. And by the way, if you've not gotten any of the Thrive devotionals, I would suggest starting with prayer, starting with Thrive in Your Prayer Life, and then start go to Thrive in Your uh, Family Life, and then number three, Thrive in Your Christian Life. If you've not, if you've already got Thrive in Your Prayer Life, then start reading that just one day at a time. Um, I just, it's really helpful. It will really, and it's easy, and it's quick. It just, it's, it is so practical. 
Maybe you so, didn't get your husband what he wanted for Christmas. This is what you can pick him up now and have a little post-Christmas party. Yes. <laughs> and give it to him. And Th encourage your spouse. Encourage yourself to read something that you can do together. Yeah, very, very important. Then the third thing is get involved in a small group in your church. If your church uh, has over 150 people in it, the average person or only really ever associates with 30 families at the most. You're going, it doesn't matter if you're in a giant church, a mega church, a medium-sized church, or a small church. There's only a limited amount of people that you can really interact with. If you get into a connection class or a prayer group or a a small group out of your church, I would suggest you get into one that's connected with your local church because that's where you're going to get fellowship. That's where your children are going to fellowship. That's where you're going to get find a, a small group that has uh, people that are in the same life stage as you are. Or go into a, a, a connection class that's got a multiple. That way your kids, maybe maybe you don't live where you're, where their grandparents are. There are people in your church that would love to be your kids' grandparents yeah. and uh, let them interact with them. Small groups are so great because they really, it, it offers such community and community of encouragement in God's word. I, I mean, when people in our church get into a small group, that's when they really feel like connected and involved in the local church. It really, might, we have multiple, thankfully at our church, we have multiple different ones that you can choose from. Um, I attend my sister's husband's class and I love going, I love going for what we learn, but I really just enjoy going and being with my friends that are in that connection group. That's the truth. Sometimes you, it's just, it's, it's all about, we tell our connection class teachers that it's not, it's all about connecting is what it is. Yeah. It's all about getting people to know Now, there's great teachers. We have amazing teachers oh, yeah. and leaders in our church, but the, the connection is so, so important and you need to be involved with a small group or you, you will not be connected. Even if, if you, if you sing, join the choir so that you can get connected with the people in the choir. If you like working with children, get involved in a children's ministry. So you're, so you're connecting with the people that are working in the children's ministry with you, but you need to have that small group of people that you are accountable to, that you feel like uh, are going to pray with you uh, and somebody who's going to it just help you grow in Christ. Now, let, there's a there's a fourth thing that I would suggest. What? The fourth what thing, the fourth thing that I would suggest is you find a place to serve. Hmm. Find a place to serve. That's Christianity it can't just be all about taking in and taking in and taking yeah. in, but you can, but you take in so that you can give out, and you need to find a place to serve. Now for if you've got a young family, you're serving. You're going. You're crazy yeah. <laughs> just serving your children. But if you can find a place where your family can serve together, like once a month here at Liberty, we have what we call family churchwide soul winning, and the all fa the families come together, and they we have this we have this great big breakfast. Everybody eats, and then as a family, you go out and knock on doors together. That's your family serving together. Find a place where you can serve because as you're serving, you will, you will feel forced to grow as a Christian. Mm -hmm. 
and you will grow as a Christian. So, and it's not as intimidating as you think. Taking your family, all these you know young screaming kids, and knocking on someone's door. We we <laughs> just put once we now our kids are older. We can knock, but we'll just put the flyers on people's doors. And we walk to the next door, put the flyer on, put the flyer on, which has a gospel track and an invitation to our local church. And our kids love it. They look forward to, oh, it's family soul winning today. Yep. And it's so it sounds intimidating. Family soul winning. <laughs> You're like, I can't even, I just need my children's souls to be saved. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's a fun, easy thing really to do. But those kinds of things doing together, like you said, or... Let's say you're part of a Bible study or a connections class. Those are also called Sunday school classes, yes. small groups, connections classes. There's all different names for them. But you could say, hey, once a month, I'll serve in the nursery. Or once a month, I can help in the threes and fours class. Or for a man, I can I can help usher. Those different things, maybe you can't be pulled. Maybe you're new and you're needing to really grow and be part of uh, and you can't be gone, you know, you want to be part of those classes and you need to continue growing. But you can, there's times where you can be like, I can serve part time during this. And those kinds of things are a huge help. And it allows you to grow in your service and allows you to grow in your connection with other Christians. I had a lady walk up to me one day and she said, you know, I can't serve in a lot of things, but she said, I can drive my car. And if you need anything picked up or anybody picked up, I can go and pick them up and I can bring them here. And I, wow. I think, wow, what a wonderful lady. So I told I told Neil about that because she just wants to serve. And that has been a huge help because there are women that need rides to church and she's willing to, yeah, yeah I can pick them up. That's wonderful. Yeah, those there's always, always a need for volunteers, doesn't matter how big your church is, how little your church is, their needs, just like the Bible says, Jesus says the harvest is truly, you know, it's plenteous and the laborers are few. And God says we need to ask for laborers. So it's on my prayer list every day for laborers to come out into the harvest, meaning volunteers, people that will go and help harvest in the people that, the souls that need to come to know him. Which brings me to the last of, of the three, which is number five. N- n- number five, <laughs> write a prayer list out and pray your prayer list every single That's day. so good. If you don't have a prayer list, you won't have a prayer life. Yeah. If you don't pray, your prayers won't get answered. I love looking back over the year and saying, look at all these prayers that were answered. Yeah. They were answered because we prayed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's been a, a change in our nation because of my prayer life. Yeah. I believe there's been a change in our state because of my prayer life. You yeah. say, well, I prayed for the same thing. Well, fine, good. It's because of your prayer life too. Yeah. But I'm part of what's going on. I'm part of people getting saved. I'm yeah. part of, of our nation turning around. We have a we have a Republican Congress because I prayed. Uh, and uh, we have a we have a conservative uh, uh, governor that is not going to shut down churches. our churches this year because I prayed. And we have a lieutenant governor. Okay. In fact, three people in the state house, and there's only six offices in the state house. Three of the people in the state house are direct answers to my prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, pray have a prayer list so those are five things instead of three i love it i love all five of those those are so great and when and when those prayers are answered make sure make sure that you point those just like dad just did right now god answered my prayer 
just this week, I sat down with Lincoln today and asked him, we were going over his Awana book stuff. And I said, one of the questions was like, how, when have you seen God move in your life or, you know, work in your life? And he looked and I said, what are some prayer requests that you had just this week that were answered? And he was able to name two on his own. I said, yeah, you, that was, and I had to prompt him at first, but when you're teaching your kids and you remind yourself, whoa, I have a real prayer answering God that truly does answer prayer that helps our faith to transfer down to becoming their own faith. So that's huge. Thank you, Dad. Well, thank I'm you. I'm excited to have a happy new year. It's always a joy to be in this room with you and with Grace. Grace never says anything, but this would not be happening. You would not be hearing us if it wasn't for the technical skills of a lady in our church Grace named Grace Corder. Grace awesome. records <laughs> us. Grace gets us out there. Grace runs our radio station. Yep. And uh, so. She helps us have a happy new year. That's right. <laughs> she keeps us on track. So yeah. if you really want a happy new year, let it be filled with grace. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got her to laugh a little. There I hope you, you guys heard that. Oh, yes. Yeah, so have a happy new year. And remember, this is Tice Talks. And it's more than a conversation.